You're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to GI Insights, where we cover the latest clinical issues, trends, and technologies in gastroenterological practice. GI Insights is brought to you by AGA Institute and sponsored by Takeda Pharmaceuticals North America. Your host for GI Insights is Associate Professor of Medicine at the University of Chicago Medical School, Dr. David T. Rubin. Medicare payments to physicians are modified annually using the Sustainable Growth Rate Formula, abbreviated as the SGR. This formula has mandated cuts in reimbursements to physicians in recent years, and only through quick congressional fixes were these cuts avoided. This year, payments will be reduced by almost an additional 10%, and are expected to be decreased by more than 40% by 2015. What is this formula, and how is it affecting the delivery of care? Is it part of an effective solution to our healthcare crisis? Joining me today is Dr. Carla Ginsberg. Dr. Ginsberg is a gastroenterologist in private practice and assistant clinical professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School. She received her master's in public health from Yale University and her medical degree from the Mount Sinai School of Medicine in New York. She has previously been honored as Distinguished Clinician of the Year, and she's also been honored in May as one of the AGA's Outstanding Women Gastroenterologists. Welcome, Dr. Ginsberg. Thank you. Thank you very much. So tell me, what is the sustainable growth rate formula? Can you translate that for us? Well, the current Medicare payment system is based on a payment formula, which is called the sustainable growth rate, or the SGR. And this is also referred to by some as the conversion factor. But this complex formula is responsible for decreasing Medicare payments to physicians whenever the growth in expenditures of physician services exceeds the changes in the gross domestic product. So the formula is something that has nothing to do with the actual needs of patients. It's based on the GDP and other things. Yes. I would be willing to bet that most listeners don't really even know what this formula is. No, definitely not. I mean, I think the average physician does not have any clue about this, and it's really physicians who are involved in public policy or maybe people who have a master's in public health, but it is very complex. So why is it important for people to know more about this? It's important because it determines our fees, and it's important because it's really flawed. This formula first came about in 1997 as a means to control the growth of physicians' service volume under Medicare, but it really hasn't worked at all. Problems were anticipated when the law was first passed, but since 2000, this payment formula has been unsuccessful in controlling service volume and has led to mandated yearly cuts in physician payments. So this this is clearly not something that's just for gastroenterologists to worry about. This is everybody. For all physicians, because the formula really is not working. And even those physicians who don't see Medicare patients, this affects them as well. Yes, because a lot of insurance companies actually follow what Medicare does in terms of their reimbursements, so it does affect them. And, you know, the formula, there's a lot of factors which affect expenditures of physician services, such as changes in laws, number of Medicare beneficiaries, or a sluggish GD or gross domestic product, and volume. And some of these factors are definitely beyond the control of the individual doctors, such as all the new screening recommendations for patients, or there's a new mandated welcome to Medicare visit, and at the increase, the baby boomers, the increase in the aging population. And all, all these things are not controlled by doctors, yet they're not even considered, and they're a problem because they affect how physician services. And I think the real culprit is that there's a total expenditure target, which is set by Medicare, 
So if total spending by doctors is below this target, physicians get an increase in their reimbursements. But if the total spending is above this target, then physicians get a decrease in the reimbursement. Has it ever been below the target? Well, actually, no. Congress has stepped in in all years since 2000, except for 2002 when we were cut by 5.5%. But there's always, it's never been below. We've always had to be cut because of this formula. And the problem is that Congress has averted these cuts, but the slight increases approved by Congress through legislation has really not kept up still with physician costs. And in addition, while there are limits in the magnitudes of the cut in any year, the law requires excess spending be recouped with interest in future years. So the debt, therefore, accumulates and makes it more difficult for physicians to really escape this reimbursement hole that they're in. So this is really adding to the problem of delivery of care, I can imagine. And I'm sure that physicians listening are aware of this in indirect ways. How did you get involved in all this, and how might others get involved to work towards a better solution? Well, I've been very active in our GI organization, the AGA, and I've been involved in the Public Policy Committee, and they, along with the Alliance of Specialty Medicine, have been very active on Capitol Hill with key congressional offices, attend important fundraising events, and there's a group called the Alliance of Specialty Medicine, which is made up of all the different subspecialties, representatives from all the different areas, which get together and are very strongly advocating for correcting this flawed SGR, as we call it. So Congress must have a sense that this really isn't working. Otherwise, they wouldn't keep passing these fixes, right? Definitely. Every year they pass a fix, and it's always right down to the wire. Right on the horizon now, congressional activity in December averted just averted the 10% cut that we were supposed to have on January 1st, and they actually provided a half percent increase. But this cost them $5.3 billion, and it was offset by having to decrease payments to other things like rehab services or physician-administered drugs. But the problem now is that physicians now face another 10.4% cut this July, actually July 1st and an additional half percent on January 1st if Congress takes no action. And so far, nothing's been done, but there's something hopefully in the works. So what do you think would be a better solution if we were able to make plans or appropriately lobby for improvements? What would they be? Well, there has been some proposals, although none of these bills have been passed. The suggestions have included either repealing the SGR in transition to a system of six expenditure targets, which include, instead of one, like preventive services, imaging, procedures, evaluation and management. Another suggestion has been repealing the SGR and replacing it with a system that takes into account the actual cost of providing care to Medicare patients. The problem with that is apparently it would cost so much money for the government that it's really not feasible. And another suggestion has been that Medicare move to a more value-based purchasing system, but Still, that's incompatible with the SGR, and that still needs to be repealed. So, I mean, there's a lot of people working on this now. I think everyone agrees that this is not working. So, Dr. Ginsburg, it sounds like a lot of people are working to improve the system, but what advice might you have for the practitioner who's working hard seeing patients? Where should they turn to learn more about what's actually happening and how they can contribute or make changes within their own practices? Well, I think for the practitioner, they can contact whatever organization, whether they're a specialist or an internist. I mean, the American College of Physicians has a lot going on with this. We're pushing, engaging in grassroots efforts to encourage our members to contact their legislators about this. 
it's important to, if you're involved, to go to advocacy programs to help speak to Capitol Hill. I mean, it's hard for the individual physician in this everyday practice to do any more because we just can't control some of these factors such as screening or welcome to Medicare visits. And a lot of the increased volume that we see is driven by new technologies or new therapies, which is really beyond our actual control. It it sounds like a system that's really gone way beyond what it was supposed to handle. And obviously, getting involved in some organized medicine and participating in organizations is helpful for the busy clinicians. I think so. I mean, for the patient, unfortunately, down the road, if this continues, patients will risk losing access to quality health care. I mean, there are physicians that can't afford to take in Medicare patients because their costs are so high, and I think that's where the patients down the road could lose. Are you optimistic that some future administration will be able to grapple with this problem, or do you think it's going to keep getting pushed aside and fixes are going to be passed? Well, I I am optimistic because it's been going on now, these fixes for eight years, and actually on the horizon to fix this for July 1st, there's a Senator, Debbie Strabenow, who's from Michigan, just introduced a Save Medicare Act that would extend this year's 5% update through the end of 2008 and actually provide a 1.8% update for 2009. And although the legislation does not provide a long-term solution to the problem, it does give us an 18-month fix, which we've never had before. It's always been 12 months. And actually, the Senate Finance Committee Chairman, who's Max Baucus, I guess, from Maryland, has stated that he would like to use this and as this legislation as a basis for a Medicare package. And he felt that he assured us that he would address the funding mechanism more broadly next year and not let, you know, these cuts go into effect anymore. So, I mean, there, I think Congress is well aware of what needs to be done. And I think once the election is over, that this is going to be a high-priority item for our legislators. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to GI Insights on ReachMDXM157, the channel for medical professionals. I am Dr. David Rubin, and today I'm speaking with Dr. Carla Ginsberg about the sustainable growth rate formula. So I can imagine that when patients and people in the lay public hear about doctors talking about getting reimbursed, that there may be some pushback. There are those doctors asking for more money again. Obviously, that's not what this is about, but how do you explain this to lay people or to patients so that they understand why this is important? I know. I think there really is a misconception out there that doctors make a lot of money, but I think physicians cannot adequately cover costs anymore because the costs of of all the new technologies, I mean, everything is getting very expensive for physicians, and yet the reimbursements are definitely not keeping up with these costs. And so a lot of physicians are actually leaving medicine because, you know, with malpractice insurance rates going up and costs of having a practice in general is exorbitant. And yet the fees are being cut every, mandated cuts every year, although we haven't quite gotten them. Things, we have gotten some and the slight increases we get certainly are not keeping up with the costs of our services. I want to thank our guest, Dr. Carla Ginsberg for enlightening us on this sustainable growth rate formula, its design, future impact, and the ways that we can all get involved. Thank you very much. You have been listening to GI Insights on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. GI Insights is brought to you by AGA Institute and sponsored by Takeda Pharmaceuticals North America. For additional information on this program and on-demand podcasts, visit us at ReachMD.com and use promo code AGA. If you enjoy GI Insights, mark your calendar for an exceptional educational event. 
The 2009 AGA Institute Clinical Congress is an in-depth three-day review of clinical gastroenterology. You'll hear from renowned experts in the GI field who will address today's most relevant clinical and practice management issues. The Congress takes place on January 23rd through the 25th in Las Vegas. For registration and information, visit www.gastro.org. Takeda Pharmaceuticals North America is proud to sponsor this important and quality programming for ReachMD listeners. Takeda does not control the editorial content of this broadcast. The views expressed are solely those of the guests who are selected by the AGA Institute. Based in Deerfield, Illinois, Takeda Pharmaceuticals North America is a wholly owned subsidiary of Takeda Pharmaceutical Company Limited, the largest pharmaceutical company in Japan. In the United States, Takeda markets products for diabetes, insomnia, wakefulness, and gastroenterology, and is developing products in the areas of diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and other conditions. Takeda is committed to striving toward better health for individuals and progress in medicine by developing superior pharmaceutical products. To learn more about the company and its products, visit www.tpna.com.